Welcome back to 5050 Films. I'm Autumn. And I'm Peter. And we are back with another episode of Random Recommendation. If you didn't tune into our first one, this is basically just a little bonus podcast we're doing once a month. Um, our podcast is mainly a movie review podcast, or it's, at least that's the purpose, but every week in the middle section we talk about all of the other stuff um, that we're consuming as far as media, so like books, podcasts, TV shows, all of that good stuff. Um, and we tend to talk about that for a long time. Um, and we like talking about it, so we've kind of <laughs> introduced this bonus podcast episode series so that we can talk about all of that stuff um, in different themes, give recommendations, maybe talk about some things that we don't get to talk about on the podcast that we really love because we have already experienced them and it's been a while. So that's kind of the gist of this, the main purpose. This episode is our summer priorities episode is what I'm going to title it. And the whole purpose of it is to recommend things to you that we think are best experienced in the summer so that you can take advantage of that as it is about to be summer. And then to also talk about the things that we're looking forward to experiencing in the summer that maybe we haven't yet. Um, so we're gonna go uh, media category by category, kind of give some recommendations, and then we'll kind of talk about our own summer priorities in the second half of the podcast. So Peter, I'll let you go first. What podcast would you recommend that someone listen to in the summertime specifically? Well, I think there's a lot of really good episodes of The Beerists that you could listen to during the summertime. Um, feel free to go through their backlog. This is a show where um, three to four people uh, sit around and uh, drink uh, like a flight of beers together, essentially, and sort of talk about the uh, you know all the sort of tasting notes and colors they're getting, and then they make a lot of jokes along the way. It's very funny. Um, they're they really like shit on each other sometimes which is super entertaining um the main two people are uh john rubio and uh grant davis um and both of them uh you know been running the podcast for a while they've had a rotating uh a set of other hosts um but yeah uh it, it's it was very good i used to listen to it a lot when i was uh doing yard work riding a lawnmower um, it was very entertaining. Is that why it makes you think of summer? Yes. <laughs> That's fun. Um, the podcast I would recommend is What We Said, but specifically a couple episodes. An episode I've listened to a couple times is an episode called Hot Girl Summer 101. It's from April 27th of 2021. And it's just basically like a very body positive episode. I think like the major focus of it is like don't let the fear of being in photos ruin the summer for you. Like, go do the things you want to do and don't necessarily think about how you look um, while that's happening. Don't miss out on fun things, essentially. I think it's a really good reminder um, for anyone who is, you know, has body confidence issues, which I feel like is everybody at certain points of time. Um, they also just put out an episode called Creative Directing Your Summer, which I listened to this week um, and really loved. It was super fun. It was basically kind of what we're doing here in the in the idea that it's just like what do you want summer to be like like what are the things you want to do what do you want to wear where do you want to go curating um, your own summer yeah like just picking how how you want your summer to be um so i feel like it's a great podcast for the summertime because it's very just like 
happy-go-lucky. It's two best friends just talking about fun things. They do a lot of episodes where they will, like, read viewer, like, most embarrassing stories or give advice, things like that. Um, Peter's listened to a couple episodes with me, and he's he's enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, I think those episodes specifically, like, the summer-themed episodes, for obvious reasons, are perfect for the summertime. Um, what TV show would you recommend for summer? Uh, Futurama. Why is that? Because it's Futurama. Futurama can be watched at any time of year, and certainly there are episodes that are Christmas-focused, but Futurama is good enough to be watched during the summer at any time of year. Any time of year. I always recommend Futurama. I don't know if I've recommended it yet over the course of this podcast. I don't think I you might have. have. I might not have. Um, but you should watch it. It's great. It's the pinnacle of adult animation, in my opinion. It's just so good. Like, there are very few episodes where you're either not, where you don't, like, chuckle or laugh or uh, have, a, like, a like a fe- like a massive, like, feels bomb. There's a couple of those. Those are brutal. But, uh, yeah, it's it's so good. I have to agree. And I, that is, like, maybe my least favorite genre to, for TV yeah. is adult animation. And I was hesitant to watch <coughs> Futurama when Peter wanted us to watch it together. And I loved it. It's so good. Um, the shows, I have two here. Um, the Good Place for some reason feels very summery for me. I think it's because it's set in this like idyllic little town where everyone's like going to get their like I forget what they get regularly. Some maybe ice cream? I can't remember. Um so the good place for sure. Also just like the colors, it's super fun. Um and it's not super long, but also fresh off the boat and I think fresh off the boat makes me think of summer just because it's set in Florida. And yeah. so there are so many, even, like, their wintertime episodes look particularly summery. Um, and it's also a, like, 90s set show, and I feel like there's something so nostalgic about that. You've got, like, these kids who, like, they are playing outside in the summertime with their friends. Um, so yeah. I really recommend that one, too, for this time of year. If I had to recommend a second TV show, because I was thinking about it, because, you know, Futurama is animated... Um, I think that the British comedy show Fresh Meat um, is an excellent thing to watch during the summer. It's, you know, they got those mini-series length seasons, right? Um, it's the first place that Autumn really saw Jack Whitehall um, mm-hmm. and, like, really enjoyed him. He's really funny in that, in that show. It's like a comedy drama. Um, leans a little heavier into the comedy for most of it. Yeah. But there are, you know, some, some little, like, you know, heavier portions, right? Or sadder portions. Um, which is about a bunch of university students who end up in a flat share together. Um, and I can't remember where it's at, though. It doesn't matter. And you think everyone wants to watch about about school in the summertime? It's hilarious. I mean, it's British <laughs> University, so it doesn't, it doesn't actually feel like school when you're watching them do it. Because they have courses, but, like, barely. <laughs> right? Alright, what movie would you recommend for summer? I recommend the Inbetweeners movie. I saw that coming um, a mile away. Because, one, it is set <laughs> for their summer vacation after they finish their, like, um, college in the UK, of course. Not university, but college. Um, they, uh, yeah, I and mean, it's just them going to Greece and uh, fucking up while they're in Greece, basically. It, it's, it's super good. If you've seen the Inbetweeners series, which I also recommend... It's just it's just so funny. It's just a bunch of a group of like British teenagers being really awkward 
uh, and uh, shitting on each other constantly. I really like shows and media where the characters shit on each other because I, I find it to be very true to life to make fun of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> but in like a, you know, in a way that everyone's kind of like, oh, come on. <laughs> Instead of like, you know, actually getting their feelings hurt. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very good. I'm going to recommend what is maybe my favorite movie of all time, but like I'm kind of embarrassed to admit it's probably my favorite movie of all time, and that is Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again. I love this movie. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen it. I think it is so funny, so fun. Um, it's set in Greece, I believe. Like the, the first one is definitely set in Greece. The second one, she's kind of doing some traveling, but we, we end up in Greece, obviously. Um, but that travel is part of what makes it such like a quintessential summer movie and it's also if you know the events of the first mamma mia the the whole point is this girl doesn't know who her father is because her mother like had these wild adventures and she she met all these men and so the second movie which you can watch without having seen the first um though i would recommend watching the first one first um the second one details those adventures so she's just like having all these like whirlwind summer romances the movie actually starts with her graduation and so it just feels so summery because we start it with school getting out and then she's like off on holiday and like meeting these men and going on adventures and sailing on boats and just building a home for herself in Greece it's it's so fun it's got ABBA music as its setting just like the first one I love 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 Mamma Mia too. and I think I'm not embarrassed by the fact that that's my favorite movie I think I'm embarrassed by the fact that my favorite movie is a sequel because for the most part, sequels are are not, you know, as good. I would say that that's like a, a pretty true observation that sequels are, are usually not as good as the first movie. But I just love the second Mamma Mia. Anyway, what books would you recommend to read in the summertime? Um, I have a nonfiction book because I think everyone should do a little bit of self-betterment during the summer when they have time off. You can read um, fiction and do self-betterment. I, I think uh, <laughs> you, you're learning about more things in a non-fiction book in that regard. I mean, you can obviously glean a lot of uh, self-insight out, uh, out of a fiction novel, um, but you're not going to really learn as many facts about um, the world. And what I picked was the sea, or it was just called Sea People, The Puzzle of Polynesia by Christina Thompson. Um, it is a book, uh, it is just basically, it's just a history book, um, but it's a popular history, so it's written for a wider audience, and sort of details, um, the sort of historical and anthropological puzzle of how Polynesia, which is this massive triangle in the Pacific that includes things like Hawaii, the Marquesas, and New Zealand, um, or Aotearoa, if I'm saying that correctly, uh, and they uh, and it so the all these all these islands spread out across the biggest ocean on the planet have people on them and how did the people get there why are the people there um, where they descended from because people in Polynesia share many common traits to the point where people where there was an assumption immediately that there had been some common ancestor, but they just didn't know how they spread across these massive hundreds of mile gaps between the islands to populate everything. 
Um, so this discusses a bunch of the different hypotheses as to how that happened. Um, and it's very entertaining. Um, there's a lot of really cool info to read about and a lot of cool like um, debunking of some prior hypotheses and things like that. It's really neat. Also, the island setting, I feel like, is, yes. very, is very summer. If you're yeah. going to read nonfiction in the summer, like, that's the perfect... Yeah, you are talking mostly about, you know, that, like, tropical island kind of vibe, and then the whole, like, era of exploration of the Pacific that's vibe fun. as well. Very cool. You learn how Captain Cook gets murdered on Hawaii. Very neat. That is very, cool. very interesting to read about. It's also cool to me that you're recommending a history book written by a female author. I feel like that sometimes those are like a yes. little bit harder to find, so it's nice to know that like, hey, here's a good one. I do not believe she is a historian. I'm pretty sure she's a journalist. Many this is the thing, many popular history books are written by journalists. That makes because, sense. To me. <laughs> <laughs> because they get away with a little more than someone who would be peer reviewed can get away with. Right. Plus you can put the popular history tag on something that's not a dissertation, essentially, right? right? Um, now, I have read some very interesting um, books about, or like like histor history books that aren't written as popular history that still read very well. Um, I believe one is called The Last Turtleman, uh, also written by a, a female um, historian. Uh, that's actually like a peer-reviewed book. Um, but it is that, that's about uh, turtlemen in the uh, West Indies, the guys who would harvest all the green sea turtles and stuff down there in like the 1800s. Um, and why there's no turtles now. Um, so that, that's that's very interesting, and that's that's actually that's written very well, and it's very short too. I'd recommend that. Um, but like, yeah, I, I you get to see like you generally journalists are going to write the more interesting history books because they can do the research and they can speak with a tone that historians aren't really trained to use, but can use sometimes. It's you know it's more common with journalists. Yeah. I have two book recommendations, um, mainly based on for format. <laughs> so I wanted to recommend an audiobook because obviously a lot of times in the summer is when you're going to be doing your traveling. Um, and I personally really love to listen to audiobooks in the car. And my favorite type of audiobook to listen to is memoir. And my favorite memoir I've ever listened to is We Were Dreamers by Simu Liu. So that's what I'm going to recommend here. He has such a fun tone and he covers some really tough topics because he's talking about um, his family moving to Canada from China. Um, his parents left him behind in China until he was like four years old so that they could make a life in Canada and bring him over. And so there's just a lot of like talk about the expectations of his family and that like how those first years away from his parents kind of shifted their relationship and you know what it was like being an actor and trying to find work um and it just there's there's a lot of lows but he's constantly cracking jokes so even the hard stuff is very like lighthearted and funny to listen to so it's a great like travel book i actually finished it um coming back home from a trip that i had been on um and um i would not recommend listening to the very end of it in the car because i was sobbing at the very end um in the dedication he dedicates it to um his dog and just the wording he uses is just like absolutely devastating if you're a dog person um but i also wanted to recommend a book you could re read physically and for that i'm going to recommend the penderwicks by Jeanne birdsall which is actually a middle grade book 
Um, it's about four sisters. I believe the tagline is like four sisters, an extraordinary boy and a dog or, or something along the lines of that. But it's, it's four sisters. Their father is a researcher of some kind. I believe he's a botanist. Um, but I, it's been a while since I've read it, so I need to reread it soon. Um, but it's just the most wholesome story. They're at this estate, so their father can do his research. They're there with their dog, who's named Hound, um, and they meet this boy who lives there, and they go on adventures, and it's just, it's super fun in summary, but it's also one of those books you could take outside with you on a sunny day and just read in one sitting. And so that's kind of the idea I went with as far as, like, a physical book. This is something you could take to the beach and read on your beach trip because it is middle grade, and it's super light and easy um but it's so fun too what about a song artist album any any music <laughs> i have two songs all right um and you can also listen to the rest of the discography of each of these artists um and you would be having a good summer um the first one is casita by goth babe um it's so good it's it's like a really light-hearted sort of summer song um definitely has like the whole like you know beach town vibe um and in the same vein uh freaks by surf curse uh same vein beach town uh surf curse has a little bit more of the like um surfer guitar sounds and I know you can picture when I say surfer guitar. You mm -hmm. you're 100% like understand what I'm talking about here. Um, but yeah, uh, both of both of those artists and both those songs are really good. Um, the song that comes to mind for me is Roller Coaster by the Jonas Brothers. Um, just because I, I can't remember if it was the summer before we got married or two summers before we got married. Peter and I would often play that song in the car, like, just on a summer evening with the windows rolled down. And there's something about that that just felt so quintessentially small town summer. I bet it was before. Like one? The year before, because the summer we got married was the pandemic, and I think I did, we didn't get to do as much no i'm saying it was the year before two years before oh. but i i'm trying to remember because i know i went back to school i think it was the year before i went back to school and was like talking to friends about that song um but yeah and then a band i've been really loving recently is a band called arizona they all capital letters um dark skies is currently my favorite song of theirs but um i've been listening to their newest album i I believe it's called Graveyard, or just the song Graveyard is is on there. Um, but that's been a lot of fun, and I think that's going to be my, my anthem for this summer, my group, you know, to listen to. So now we're going to move on to the second part of the podcast and talk about some media we want to prioritize this summer. So, Peter, did you have any books in mind that you wanted to read? Um, I'm, I can't wait till I get through enough of my fiction challenge where I can read Stormfront. Uh, by Jim Butcher, the first of the uh, Dresden Files uh, books. I just really want to start that series. Yeah, so you said that in our um, end of the year one for last year when we talked about things we wanted to start. So. Yeah. That's good. You're still interested. Um, I have two books here. Um, one is a book I just got from Book of the Month. It's called She Started It by Sean Gilbert. Um, it is a mystery thriller um, about 
a girl who was ostracized from her group of friends basically like fakes that she's having a wedding on this like beautiful island and invites them all and they find out it was all a hoax and you know obviously it's thriller so the the description doesn't tell too much um but i'm excited to have found like a summary thriller because they're such quick reads and they're so fun um but a lot of times they're very like fall winter based so i'm excited to read that and then a book from my tbr takedown that i want to make sure i read in the summer is malibu rising by taylor jenkins reed um for obvious reasons it's got malibu in the in the title um it's also very beachy on the cover uh, and so I just, I want to make sure that that's one of the TBR takedown books I pick up before it becomes fall. Cause I'm sure I would enjoy it any other time of the year, but if I already know I want to read it this year, why not read it in the perfect season for it? Um, what about TV? Um, I want to watch James Madison with my buddy Paul, the, uh, the, the mini series on HBO. What's that about? Um, James Madison. <laughs> um, I think it starts uh, with James Madison um, has to uh, be the defense attorney for um, the soldiers that committed the Boston Massacre um, because somebody had to defend them because that mm-hmm. part of the country is built on the idea of fair trial. Um, and uh, it's it just goes, I think it might go through, I'm not sure if it goes through his presidency or if it just deals with him like during the the revolutionary period um but it's paul giamatti as james oh wow yeah he's like his one of his most serious most like important serious roles he's done um and i'm excited to really see it because it it looks really good uh never have i ever season four comes out june 8th it's going to be the last season um i'm really excited for that i was actually a little nervous this morning i had like an article pop up on my phone that was like mindy kaling says you know something shocking about never have i ever it's like oh my gosh Um, But what it is, is actually she will not be attending the premiere, um, she and her co-writer, because of the the writer's strike, which um, I think is very admirable. She doesn't feel comfortable, you know, doing all the glitz and glam when so many people are are struggling. Um, So I do really appreciate that. I'm I'm still selfishly very glad the show is going to be releasing when it's it's supposed to. Um, I have loved this show. This is one of those ones that um, I'm definitely going to pick for me and Peter to watch at some point so that he can watch it too. Um, sometimes when I'm watching things with my friend Gina, certain jokes will land and I'm just like, oh, Peter would have really appreciated that. Um, so probably not super soon will we watch it together because I will, you know, obviously wrap up the last season in the summer, but I can see us watching that together in the future. Uh, what movies would you like to get to? Um, I am excited for in July, July 21st, I think, uh, Oppenheimer is going to release and I'm going to make us go see it in the theaters mm. um, because I really want to go see that in the theaters. Um, it is Killian Murphy as, uh, as Robert Oppenheimer um, and it looks like it's going to be really good. Who was Robert Oppenheimer? Robert Oppenheimer was one of the um, main people uh, behind the Manhattan Project, our, okay. our country's uh, effort to create the atomic bomb in order to um, win World War II, essentially. Uh, so, and Robert Oppenheimer was, of course, one of the physicists that was directly involved in the creation of the bomb. Um, he is also the guy who is quoted as saying, Truly, now we are become death destroyer of worlds. Oh, yeah. Um, because 
Mm-hmm. He saw the destructive power of one of the tests, I think. I don't even think that was something he said after we dropped it on Japan. I think that was something he said after a test. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be a heavy drama, a historical drama, and I'm really, really excited for it because, like, Oppenheimer is such a cool historical figure when you, like, look into him. Um, and I wouldn't, I'm just, I'm, I think Killian Murphy's going to knock acting him out of the park because he's very good at, he's a very good actor. Um, I can't even remember what the most recent thing we've seen him in is, but uh, he's he's real good. Gotcha. So I'm excited, yeah. Uh, I want to watch Elemental, which comes out this month, June 16th. Um, also, the second Into the Spider-Verse uh, mm-hmm. is out, which I think would be really fun to watch. Might be fun to watch, um, yeah. And I am very interested in the new Barbie movie, which comes out July 21st. I was not a Barbie kid. My sisters and I really liked Polly Pocket, so it was more kind of our vibe. Um, but I just think it's going to be so interesting, and I really like um, Margot Robbie, and I like Ryan Gosling, and I think they're, like, good choices for these roles. And also, Simu Liu's in this. Like, there's a ton, a ton of uh, great actors involved in this project, so I'm just, like... I. This is one of those movies where, like, I'm excited to see it, but I don't really have any expectations. So if it ends up sucking, I'm not gonna, you know, be really bummed about it. I don't expect it to be my favorite movie of the year, but I do, like, really want to know what what it's all about, what's going on. Um, and then lastly, is there any music you're looking forward to? Uh, no. No? I don't even know if you... I didn't even know you could be looking forward to albums, because I don't follow that that closely uh when i find out albums come out after they've been out for like three days and i see them on the uh this is out now on my google list i don't uh anticipate stuff like that it's usually the same for me too um the only exception is that i love Maisie peters and her new album the good witch is going to be out this month um, if if it wasn't for that i don't think i would have had anything to say um she's already released two songs from this album or three songs actually two weeks ago um, Body Better and uh, Lost the Breakup and I have loved all of them um, and I basically love everything she puts out so I'm very excited to like also I guess alongside <laughs> with Arizona this will be my my anthem of the summer alright cool alright well we hope you got some summer recommendations from this episode we will be back um, soon with an actual <laughs> episode of this podcast and in real format but thanks for, for humoring us and yeah listening to us ramble about some things we're excited about and things that we love and we'll talk to you next time yeah see ya